This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks, Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. That's my body works. wants bread, and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh my God. <laughs> so I naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you need to lose weight, you Welcome to Fat Camp, a podcast that throws a eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fad Camp. Hello and welcome to this episode of Fad Camp, a bonus special episode. Oh, I love a good bonus episode. For our special subscriber listeners. We love you so much, guys. Thank you for listening and subscribing to Fad Camp. This episode, this bonus episode is about something I really wanted to cover for a while, Connor. And it's a book, a very famous book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It's called French Women Don't Get Fat. Wonderful, provocative title. <laughs> Have you heard this book at oh, all? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was in uh, like one of the most insanely popular books in the early noughties. A great time, as we've said, for fat people. Um, my mum had this book. I remember wow. very clearly being yeah. on her um, on her reading side. I don't think she read past like page, page 10. My dad, my mum never really read books. But like, I always remember it being there. And like, what's so funny is, is the, the, the title itself is really provocative, but it's only now looking at it going, French women don't get fat. That's like an absolutely awful title mm-hmm. to have but I when I read it when I was younger I was like no, I, I never never blinked an eye at it um, but to give you a bit of background on the book French Women Don't Get Fat um, it was written by Meryl Guillaume I'm definitely pronouncing that terribly um, a French American author and former corporate executive okay so this author Meryl Guillaume um Th- those are her credentials. She's a former executive. She w- graduated as a translator and interpreter from ISIT. I'd say the full name, but I d- did not do French in school, so I'm not going to bother. But what did you do instead of French? Uh, I did Espanol. Oh, very yes, good. Okay, I that, that explains a lot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just not explain a lot. <laughs> anyway, it explains a very Spanish way of speaking. Um, her book, French Women Don't Get Fat, sold more than 3 million copies within th- 10 years and was translated into several dozen languages. She then published books such as French Women for All Seasons, The French Women Don't Get Fat Cookbook, and French Women Don't Get Facelifts, another book my mother has. Oh, wow. That, yeah, it's one of those toilet books <laughs> right. you read when you're in the toilet. It's insane, I'm going to say. Um, so The French Women Don't Get Facelifts, The Secret of Aging with Style and Attitude which focuses on aging gracefully. Now, since even just giving her the background on this author, first thing that pops out to me is, doesn't have any credentials <laughs> that I would associate well, she with French. cooking. Yeah, well, that's the only credential you need, one would and say. And a woman, apparently. And apparently not fat, so better than us. <laughs> doth, I, doth I say it? She's better than us? Um, there has so much about this book that, like, do you know what, what I found really interesting when I started doing the research for it? There was so little criticism about this book. 
Right. Now, you know, sometimes with diets in particular, we do find it very difficult to find articles. We eventually do. And they tend to be like, you know, doctors and journals about criticisms about why these diets don't work. But like, it's it takes a while getting through the first like several hundred pages of Google because a lot of it is paid advertisement mm-hmm. about the positives of a diet. With this, it was like nigh on impossible. I really had to do my research. Then I started to find kind of like articles looking back on the book, talking about the negatives. Of of the book and like kind of like a, a post sort of like post early noughties look back on diet culture. But really at the time, this book was heralded as like the best thing since sliced bread, which of course she's not for. Um, <laughs> well, absolutely. And yeah. like it, it, it kind of makes sense that people would um, be so reverent towards it because at the time, we're definitely talking about a period where people are obsessed with like supermodels and like French yeah. models and this very like European yes. aesthetic and size zero. Absolutely. And this Heroin idea sheep. that like, oh, those people over there, they've got it sorted out. Yeah. So yeah. if only we can uh, copy what they do, then we can be like that as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could only find one article um, in the early noughties. This is around 2004, 2005 from Slate that really went in depth about like why this um, book is problematic. First of all, let's talk about the title, French Women Don't Get Fat. So fat being the thing, it's not health. It's nothing to do with health. There's nothing in the title that is saying French women are healthier. It is saying French women are not fat. Fat is what the problem is. That is exactly what the book is saying. It is nothing to do with health, everything to do with the stuff. French women are um, scientifically, biologically <laughs> incapable of gaining fat. <laughs> and this is a problem yeah. that needs to be addressed. <laughs> Gusts of wind have destroyed <laughs> we French need your women, help. have taken them into the air and never to be seen again. Um. Okay, at the time of the book's release, the author was 58 and still weighed what she did in her 20s. Okay. Which, of course, is, you know, I've, I've always said it. Um, humans should not in any way change, progress. If anything, you should say the same weight you did at birth. So seven pounds, seven ounces, whatever you were, never change. Because we shouldn't, you know? Grace, let me just step right up and say anyone in the health and fitness industry who has maintained any kind of level of weight or fitness or muscle from, say, their youth to their older age, they think they have all of the fucking answers. Yes. These people are like, well, look at me. Several decades, I ate the same meal every day and I still fit into my wedding suit. And it's like, so now you must listen to me. Yeah, but what's interesting is like any doctor or anything will tell you yeah your body changes of course it does we all change if ever we- heard of puberty motherfucker <laughs> yeah 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 Connor's kept the same high pitched voice <laughs> his, his testicles <laughs> never descended <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean Grace it's called puberty look it up bro even the fact that that was even mentioned it was uh, obviously a selling point oh totally and that's still the same as well that was oh, 20 and come you know? here come here like look at look, look at like the fashion industry skincare yeah. it's yeah. like look at this this woman who sells the skincare range look at her skin she's yeah. 16 yeah. she looks like a baby yeah. there's something yeah. wrong with this woman and she we looks, all must replicate it she looks like she died at 23 isn't it fantastic she's got reverse Benjamin Button <laughs> And you can too. How do Benjamin Button, French women don't get Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button don't get fat. <laughs> French women don't get to the age of 30. They kill I themselves. need to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin, no, don't. Um, it's like Does eight, he kill himself? No, it's like eight hours long. He turns into a baby. I can tell you everything I that happens. I need to see that movie. Okay, so um, 
there was at one point a discussion apparently of a, this book being turned into a film. I don't know how they would. Huh. <laughs> it's like just a bunch of French, French women remaining thin their entire life. <laughs> Grace, <laughs> I have a confession. <laughs> I cannot get fat. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned in the sense that I have not because I cannot get fat. <laughs> They're trying to burn me. They yeah, say I'm a witch. I'm not going to lie. French women don't get fat. The film, I would watch honestly, that. sounds the exact same as Benjamin Button. The experience is as planned. Um, no matter what she eats, she cannot I feel like, get fat. I feel like we're meant to talk about this book, but end up talking about Benjamin Button. I wish Button. it was called French Women Can't Get Fat. Please help. <laughs> SOS <laughs> Frenchman can't get fat Please send help We're freezing in France We need advice from all of you soft Irish people If a fat person Can roll into the country please Okay You have to do a fat transfusion <clears throat> This book centres on the well-worn idea often called the French paradox French people who love their cheese and foie gras and croissant Are nonetheless thinner and have lower heart rates of heart disease than apparently the diet-obsessed Americans. Now, this is apparently a big part of the book is kind of like the difference between French women and Americans. Do you know what I mean? They really pitch pitch themselves against the Americans. Scientists used to attribute it to red wine, the French paradox. The current theory is that the French secret lies in no one food or ingredient, but in their traditional culture of eating. And I would, I would chime in and say, I would say the red wine theory is because red wine has this um, compound or chemical in it naturally occurring called resveratrol, which is linked to anti-aging. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like our capsaicin pal, yep. there's only trace amounts into it and you would need to like be drinking a vat of red wine any, every day to gain the effects of this. Well, that's why I became an alcoholic. Exactly. And I look, look at my skin. <laughs> like a baby's bottom. <laughs> so so the idea is that, oh, well, yes, yeah. you can drink as much red wine as you want because it has resveratrol in it, but actually not enough to make a dent. Yes, to in, actually make any difference, yeah. yeah. The book claims French have elaborate food rituals. They go to the market several times a week and eat only what's in season. Unlike Americans who buy processed, flavorless food yeah. and therefore need to eat a lot in order to feel gratified, those stupid Americans. <laughs> the way the book is made out. The French, by eating better tasting food and savoring it, eat more consciously and fool themselves into being satisfied with less. This is a big thing now. Fool themselves into being satisfied with less. That is, French women do, in you know, this author's book. Um, It is specifically the French women who muster the, and this is the quote, the useful art of self-deception. Trick yourself. Trick yourself. Mentally balancing the pleasures of food against the competing competing desires to fit into the latest fashions and to be attractive to French men, who she says like their wives to be very elegant, very thin. Like an after eight. An after eight mint thin. Minty, elegant, waif-like. <laughs> All you need is one. Only to be enjoyed after dinner. <laughs> the book basically pitches, pitches the mythology. Americans are hopelessly, hopelessly schizophrenic about food, while the French... Schizophrenic about food. Schizophrenic about food, while the French are universally, universally blessed with natural moderation. The first problem, obviously, with this picture is that it's incredibly out of date, Okay. 
the author grew up and learned her eating rituals during the 1950s and 1960s. Okay. Okay. So thanks to globalization, the French are starting to eat a more standardized diet. Um, according to an article, this around the time of 2004, by the way, the Times of London, the traditional French meal is eaten by only about 20% of the population. Um, instead, they are increasingly they increasingly favor the abbreviated on-the-go meals that, say, Americans might also yeah. kind of fast for food. McDonald's. McDonald's. Subway, KFC, Burger King. The <laughs> list goes on. This does mean, like, listen, they, they've seen uh, weights rise in France. Like, like they, oh, of course, put it down to the obesity crisis. Obesity epidemic. epidemic. It's spreading like wild fat. <laughs> we're going to get you. <laughs> fat. It's coming for us all. My God. <laughs> Even though they say we're slow moving, we're going to get you. <laughs> the horror. It's like a tidal wave of lard. <laughs> Legislators at the time were launching a new government agency to fight weight gain um, to be funded with a tax on high calorie and high fat foods, which we all know to be an absolute bollocks. It never works, it people. Never works. Look at cigarettes. Uh, the third I smoke problem. Smoke a hundred a day. <laughs> the third problem. The next problem is that while French pig. French women in particular. The emphasis on women is also another very problematic thing. It's like, it doesn't matter if French men get fat. Because oh, once no. again, it's not about health. It's about aesthetic. But it only matters if it's female you aesthetic. French men get as fat as your little fat heart <laughs> desires. Okay? But your elegant, thin wives cannot. Yeah. Um, while the French women are apparently successful at staying thin, they're not necessarily more balanced in their attitudes about food. While many people think of eating disorders like anorexia and bulimia as an American problem, it is equally prevalent in France. In the United States, somewhere between 0.5% and 3.7% of women will be anorexic in their lives, while 1.1% to 4.2% will suffer from bulimia. Between 2% and 5% of Americans binge eat. Among French women, an estimated 1% to 3% are anorexic, 5% are bulimic, and 11% have compulsive eating behaviours. Certainly young women today, young French women today are as interested, not interested, but, you know, um, susceptible to eating disorders as their American counterparts. So this is where it gets serious. Although this whole book is about, again, not to be fat. Nothing about health. Just don't be fat. Eating disorders <laughs> exist in France. Yeah. You know what I mean? This aesthetic is causing a, <laughs> you know... It's a um, negative stereotype. It's a, narrow, a, a, a real narrow, if, if if the if you have such a narrow view of beauty, and that is thinness, then you're going to have people having to go to such extremes as eating disorders mm -hmm. in order to get to a thinness. French women do not care less than American women about being thin. If anything, they care more. And while much of this book's advice seems sensible, there is also an, an opening for extremism in her suggestions. Um, that we savor food and refuse to eat anything that isn't of the highest quality and taste. When she met with the New York Times author, okay, for coffee in Paris, the Giuliano took one bite of her croissant, declared it disgusting, and left the rest on her plate, therefore demonstrating a lesson from her book. Life is too short to, to drink bad wine and eat to eat bad food. It sounds nice enough, but sticking to the philosophy in all circumstances would be incredibly neurotic. <laughs> what if you're hungry? <laughs> the scene calls to mind a certain type of weight-obsessed woman, the kind who uses an excuse of a refined palate to mask her suspicion of food or to justify how little she eats of it. The essence of the book... That's not something I'm totally familiar with. Okay. That you say. the Can you say that again? The image of... 
It calls to mind the type of weight-obsessed woman, the kind who uses an excuse of a refined palate to mask her suspicion of food or to justify how little she eats. So you could be out dining with yeah. someone and they might just go, oh, do you know, I just... This type of place, uh, I just don't think it looks fresh. Okay, and you might have someone who actually doesn't eat a lot around you. Yeah. These are these are things that people can use a lot okay. of different ways sure. of of going of like. Do you know the way <laughs> I saw a joke where someone went, I, "New Year's resolutions are a very interesting way of someone declaring their eating disorder." <laughs> you know right. what I mean? in that a diet is couldn't just be another way of being yeah. like, I'm just going to not eat this thing. And you're like, oh, that's like a disordered eating kind of pattern. Like it's a very odd thing yeah. to eliminate a certain food, whether like, if it was a health reason or your doctor told you to, okay. But in another way, a lot of people can use being out and about and go, oh yeah, do you know what? I just, I only eat organic. And then you sure. don't, they're masking actually something they might not have eaten. You <laughs> don't know. Like, but some people can hide behind various ways of, you know. That sounds more familiar to me because you know, I think what I was picturing was, you know, this idea of something not being kind of, I suppose organic is one way of saying it, but like being upmarket enough, like yes. not being fancy enough, you know, yeah. like I only eat in the finest restaurants. I suppose what I'd be more familiar with is being out with somebody or being at myself and being like, you know, oh, I'm not hungry or I've just eaten or, you yeah. know, uh, you know, maybe I, I don't, or this doesn't adhere to my diet. So therefore I'm just skipping altogether. Yeah, yeah. But using this kind of like sort of, um, a premium kind of uh, luxury kind of aspect to it of like it's not the finest. Yes, yeah, you know. it's a, it's a, it can be another way of hiding, but like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to it's put such restrictive ways on things, and it's also a lot to do with money. I mean, so, straight away, I'm like, oh, yeah. so that's a, a certain type of person who can afford yeah. to look Clearly at. Clearly, I haven't been in those circles. <laughs> yeah, like in a in a cafe in Paris, a croissant. It's going to be yeah. expensive it's, enough. That's also going to be pretty good standard, right? Yeah, like yeah. you know, just like in an average place, you go to Paris, the the croissant is going to be pretty decent like <laughs> the essence of Giuliano's book is the claim that women can trick themselves into experiencing what is actually self-denial as a kind of pleasure she never questions that most women if they wish to look attractively thin will have to play some mental games but such games are as Julian Giuliano acknowledges something that the that the French generally value French women's advantage is simply that they are thinner that does not mean that they are better saner or less com- have less complicated attitudes with food um, when being this is a quote from the book that I find absolutely mad okay when being served meat vegetables soup whatever at someone's home or even in a restaurant French women are apt to tell the person dishing it out la motisse c'est volant plot just give me half of that it may, it's mainly rhetorical in a French setting where you are far less likely to get an outsized portion. But in other place, places, it's a survival tactic. That is the 50% solution in practice. How much do you want to eat? How much should you eat? Go with half. I My heart goes out to them when they come to an Irish dinner. It's like, oh, I will just have half of that. Please. <laughs> oh, do you will in your bollocks? No, you'll have, you'll have the whole thing. You can have mine as well. Well, you're going to have half potato. We didn't go through the famine for this. There's the lot of it. <laughs> um, it, it. That's what I mean about the book being such, it, this idea of like, just give me half. It's not about... It, it's not about actually enjoying food or listening to your body or in any way knowing, oh, is, am I getting enough? Like, why am I hungry? Am I getting enough for how much I'm expending my energy? It's about going, you want to remain thin? Sh- this sort of thing of like, what does our society value? And what she's getting to the bottom of in French society, in women, 
they value restraint. Mm -hmm. They value the women going, yes, I, I can eat a croissant, but will I eat the full croissant? Or will a croissant be enough actually for my breakfast? Will it keep me full? It doesn't matter. You eat it and then you don't eat again until lunch. doesn't matter what your body's saying. Yeah. And that's what I find so interesting about it. Kind it. of, you know, I mean, there's always overlap in all of these things. This is definitely one of the more extreme, you know, um, fad diets that is very light on the kind of practical advice and... Um, and by the way, doesn't even call itself a diet. Calls sure. itself like, this is what all French women yes. do. So just do that, yeah, you know. It, but But it kind of reminds me at times of like one of our previous episodes, the Bible diet, where yeah. some of the advice was very like, hey, if you have to skip a meal, like just like stock up on prayers, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, if you, if it's not, hey, if you, if you, if you, just, if you miss breakfast, maybe that's not the end of the world, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, that's not really practical advice or like, you know, on the sample food diary, a couple of bites of yes. beans. Remember yeah. those bean yeah. biters? <laughs> Um, a couple of bites of a sandwich and that's yeah. kind of it. You know, it's like, it's not necessarily saying like, hey, French women are typically known for eating these kind of foods. They're saying like, French women are uh, typically known for skipping meals or eating yeah. a nibble of a croissant and saying, and that will suit me And it's fine. praised. Yeah. It's praised. That's what this book, this book was an absolute bestseller. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it, the New York Times gave like a glowing review. Like, you know what I mean? It's it. That's what I mean about it. Like, all of this stuff was like, oh my God, look what the French do. And by the way, this, the French, it was incredibly like, look what these very thin, pretty much white women do. Like, it, France is a diverse place. It has been called out a little bit on its diversity. Like, France is a diverse place with diverse, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. diverse bodies. But this was pretty much, and kind of like an upper class thing. Do you know sure, what I mean? It's very sure. much like, almost like Saks Fifth Avenue. Totally. You know. Um, another article I want to bring, that just mentioned the book, but uh, a, the Miss Ronde France beauty competition uh, was created for bigger women, right? And uh, the newly, this was in um, around 2004, 2005, the newly crowned Miss Ronde France um, wanted to kind of highlight really that obviously big people exist in France. It is not just skinny people who exist in France. Um, seen from the outside, the French, the France depiction in numerous Anglo self-help books is a place where women are painlessly remain swelfed and stylish. In the French women don't get fat, that was basically the point. These are idealized versions of women who live in a, in a few chic neighborhoods in Paris. France's 2014, sorry, 2014 winner of the uh, Miss Ron Beauty Contest for bigger sized women, Solange Marie, which is 23 at the time. <clears throat> she said, I haven't read French women don't get fat, so I don't know what's in it, but it's really not true. We gain and lose weight. It depends on the rhythm of our lives. There are all sorts of French women. We are all different. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't anger me and I don't care. Everyone has their own version of the perfect woman. Today, to say the perfect woman is a pretty broad term. In my opinion, we are all perfect, but in different ways. Um, it would be better if we didn't put people into categories like plump or skinny. It would be better if we see them simply as women and not to think about them in terms of their weight. It would be better to see them as human beings. In France, we talk about women's bodies all the time. In magazines, fashion, we talk diets and being thin. We discuss these things constantly. It's not typically French to focus on women's body, bodies. I'd say it's the way all over the world. Um, Jean Beeman, a sociologist at Duke University, said it's true that many American women perceive their French counterparts to be fashionable and stylish and beautiful in a sort of effortless way. 
Marie agrees and laments the fact that many of France's classist boutiques simply are simply out of bounds for women her size. There are a lot of stores in France that don't sell sizes above 42, which is like a European 42. It's more accurate. It's more haute stores. For them, their view is that we are a little too big, so we shouldn't wear their clothes. <laughs> Although Otter Giuliano insists that although there are more rounder women in France than she makes out, it is nowhere near the number seen in the US. She says, of course there are French women who are fat and who undergo cosmetic surgery, but it's not to the scale that's seen among American women, far from it. So it's just an interesting thing that like, once again, she wrote this book that was incredibly broad in terms of like, French women don't get fat. And then they were like, I mean, there are some, but not as bad as the US. And it's like, even that kind of like phrasing, it's just like, you are not mentioning health once. And also you're like an executive from this, you know what I mean? For you to make such yeah. absolutely outlandish broad statements about French women and really kind of almost, in my view, basically kind of like pr- praising them for having some sort of disordered eating is but absolutely... At the same time though, like, I mean, is there not some, like, how how uh, literally are we meant to take that title? Do you know, like, I would never have thought that that title was meant to be like, a literal, like, fact. But, Connor, I'm sorry, a self-help book that says French women don't get fat. Yeah. That's a pretty literal title. I know, but it's such a generalization. How could you ever, like, believe that that to be true? Because this well, book says so? At the same time, Connor, this whole podcast is about the fact that diets make claims that people spend a lot of money on and spend a lot of time their lives on. And people are allowed to make claims, apparently, without ever having any repercussions and making a lot of money from it. This Mm -hmm. woman made a lot of money from saying French women don't get fat. Sure. And not, this is how French women live longer and are healthier. Which, by the way, there doesn't seem to be any sort of, like, claim there. It's this is how French women don't get fat. And it's not even this is how this is French women don't Mm -hmm. get fat. So she, for someone to go... For someone to say like, oh yeah, well, I suppose there are exceptions or there are around women. Like she just yeah. said, no, I, I I sold a lot. I made a lot of money. Totally. And then also backed it up with a cookbook. <laughs> then she went, French women don't get face. Like she was mm. making a lot of money here. But when I, I mean? see when I see that title, I see a clever marketing title. Mm-hmm. I, I see it as harmful. I see it as, you know, I don't see it as a good thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I look at that and I go, oh, well, this is clearly like somebody latching on to some generalization mm-hmm. that's in the zeitgeist yeah. that people have this belief oh wouldn't it be wonderful wonderful to be a, a thin french woman yeah. sipping on your wine and nibbling yeah. on a croissant but like surely you know the average person should know that there are so many different kind of body types unfortunately i think where she becomes successful with this is that a lot of people who are kind of you know like uh, desperate to become thin, become you know, have these like quote unquote desirable bodies, they will believe it. But I, but I think in this book, and by going French women don't get fat, what she's saying is you shouldn't. If they don't get fat, then you really shouldn't. As in, like she, what by saying French women don't get fat, what she's saying is so thin is best. So mm-hmm. like you are actually totally ignoring the fact that people have different bodies yeah. and that some people are not thin. They're not thin people. And for them to do that is really to engage. And to even say, to basically say like, oh, just like 
don't acknowledge that you're hungry. Well, you it's also I mean? it's also that's promoting an eating disorder of a way. But also you know to I mean? to put out a book like that as a French person, mm-hmm. you're also like if you if you genuinely believe that I, I don't believe she genuinely believes that I yeah. I think she is just like you know hooking onto like a marketing kind of hook, right? Yeah. But you're also making a very kind of broad claim that like whatever percentage you know of your fellow French women don't exist or don't matter and you know the ones that are fat or heavy or struggle with their weight you know who aren't thin like you're um, <laughs> aren't french yeah, the one, <laughs> they have their they have their they have their passport taken <laughs> we off did them. some deep research <laughs> yeah, it turns yeah. out they're actually not french but you're basically saying that either they don't exist which they do or they don't matter which yeah. obviously they do but you don't believe you don't they matter think they matter yeah and that and that's it I'm going to go into a little bit of what's actually in the book in terms yeah. of the in terms of the diet. Once again, not considered a diet as of, mm. but almost a self help book. But it's essentially the promises. It's a diet that recommends wine, chocolate, and cheese, and no calorie counting. Wee wee. Um, wow. Her recipe for weight loss success is eat high quality foods in small small portions. Prize quality over quantity in the foods you choose. Uh, savor each bite you take. Not nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, walk for exercise and do weight training. Love it. Eat three meals a day at regular times. Oh. Breathe, breathe properly. Is that three meals or three bites a day? <sighs> Sorry, I was just being French there and breathing. Um, eat um, three. What well, says three meals? But who knows? What a this meal is a bite, <laughs> as we know. And keep good posture. Um, God, my posture is like garbage. You'll go through four. Got the posture of an Irishman. <laughs> I look uh, at the posture of a potato. I look like I'm picking up a potato. <laughs> You'll go through four phases on this diet. First, the wake up call. Mm. Nothing what you eat for three weeks to see which foods you should add or subtract. Noting, sorry, nothing. <laughs> noting what you eat. Noting two, that you've eaten nothing. Two, getting started. You'll spend three months learning about French food, appro- appropriate portion sizes and drinking lots of water. It takes three months to learn about French, French food. food. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, and you don't eat during that time, no. Um, stabilization, using new tools to you, uh, using new tools to reach and maintain your goal weight and for the rest of your life. Your lifestyle habits are now permanent. Uh, what you can eat and can't. Great start. Um, the first two days of this diet, you'll go on a semi-fast. I've heard about this. Eating only leek soup and drinking lots of water. Do you know where you can find the leek soup recipe? Where? The French Women Don't Get Fat re- uh, website. Always handy. Always handy that they have their own website. Um, afterwards, you add vegetables, fruit, fish, and still more water. Throughout the diet, Juliana recommends eating a wide variety of fresh seasonal ingredients. Um, she also recommends two servings daily of yogurt, a French favorite. Uh, you can have wine or champagne, but not liquor. All right? Okay. Sweets are okay in small amounts. And uh, here's kind of a, here's kind of like meal plan, right? Your brekkie, yogurt, cereal with strawberries, bread, and tea, or, or coffee. Great. Wow. Lunch, asparagus, flan, green salad, sherry conti for the dough and a non-alcoholic beverage. Dinner, pea soup, grilled lamb chops, cauliflower croissant, rhubarb compote and a glass of red wine. There are no forbidden foods in this diet. Once you're used to a new way of eating, you'll be able to have foods like chocolate, wine, cheese, no guilt. Um, a reward to help you through the week? Galliano suggests a weekly day of rest when you can enjoy a civilised portion of some of your favourite indulgences. That sounds like possibly a like day. a cheat meal, a cheat day. Galeona says her leek soup, a crucial part of this diet, mm. has magical qualities. Oh, really? To promote weight loss. Yeah. You say abracababra. 
<laughs> and a leak pops out. Your leak is actually your magic wand. Can I just say, in it, this is on the MD website, when it says magical quality to promote weight loss, in brackets it goes, there's no proof of that though. <laughs> <laughs> she also suggests having a little chocolate, but of course you can't go overboard on that. It's about three months of sticking to this. Um, she says, and you'll be ready to live the French lifestyle. Okay. Uh, this diet may seem too simplistic. Um, but it's just, you know, that's kind of really the end of it. Like, there's not like, you know, much more to it, really. I, it's the, it, I, I always have an issue with anything that's, you know, uh, starts off with some sort of like, fasting on, yeah. on soup for the love of bloody yeah. God. Any kind of magical qualities. I mean, what the hell does that mean? And also, uh, this this whole thing of like, applauding. Applauding self-denial, restriction, and sort of like denying your body or not listening to it, uh, to me, is never uh, a good idea. And at the, end, at the end of the day, for as innovative and provocative and eye-catching the whole package is oh, the title everything yeah but at the end of the day what is it a fucking a diet. diet a fucking meal yeah, plan it's all about weight loss that's do you know what that's you're so right the whole thing is like oh my god the french just live like this and yeah. yet at the same time it's like but actually you need to start two days of doing this leak so thing, here's your fast then, here's yeah. your three meals yeah. a day here's i'm sure there's some sort of exercise yeah oh yeah um, just like walking and then weightlifting <laughs> you know, yeah just very classy weightlifting yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. but at the end of the day it it, it just boils down to this is a different kind of diet or it's actually quite similar, but this is the packaging yeah. on it, you know? Yeah. And that just frustrates me so much, like yeah. almost more than anything else. It's just that making these like outlandish kind of promises yeah. and claiming to have like unlocked some sort of magic secret. Like, hey, did you notice that these people in this part of the world, they don't age or grow mm. old or, or get fat or whatever. <laughs> they don't live. They've got <laughs> They're not alive. They're trees. <laughs> yeah, they're statues. Um, but actually, uh, here's the thing that I've just slapped onto that yep. little anecdote. You know, yep. I've just I've just slapped on. Oh, okay. So maybe there is something to this idea of there being the stereotypically like thin French woman that people aspire to be. It's like, how can we market that? Yeah. And what would that diet look like? Okay, let's make that. And also, up. I'm like, are these French women? Yeah, and do any of these, um, you know, stereotypical French women that you are uh, showcasing, you know, these yeah. imaginary French women that you're talking about, do any of them follow your food plan? Do any of them have a two day fast? Yeah, yeah. Did they were they born and had a two day leak yeah. fast, and then had these various three yeah. meals a day? No, yeah. not one of them. Yeah, this is just made up by some uh, chef. And French, I think I think she should come out with a, a next book, which is French men are allowed to get fat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, and that is a very kind of like internalized, you know, Sexism. sexist, misogynistic yeah. thing where it's like, you know, women better get your shit together. Oh, you have to look a certain way for your men. The fact that that's in it. Yeah. They like their wives to be very elegant, very thin. Yeah. What? It's just like saying, I like my dogs to be a golly. <laughs> dogs to keep it tight <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of fad camp as always we want to thank our producer darren lee if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to review us on itunes google podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show and it would mean a lot to us make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media every listen helps and we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com.
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.